Hi, I'm Sue. I'm Megan. And I'm Katie. And this is season three of Runner Girls. Three women brought together by a love of running who are training to run a 5K in 30 minutes or less. Yes, and we have been at this for a year now. It's our one-year anniversary, I think this past week, actually. Um, So I am thrilled to still be doing this after a year and that we're still going strong and no plans to stop. Right? No plans to stop? Yes, agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, you're still on board? Yes. (laughs) Okay, good. Uh, Well, hey, how's it going? Uh, It's it's cooled off here. Uh, Katie, you were saying it's cooler down in uh, South Carolina? Well, actually, I am still in Kentucky. I uh, took, I know, I took a little extra day or two to my vacation. I'll be heading back tomorrow. But um, last night, it got down to 52 degrees here, which is outrageous for July. I mean, we're usually in the upper 90s, even here in Kentucky. And it's just been very, very cool and moderate. Even the humidity has gone down. So really, really enjoyable. I've been living outside. (laughs) 52, I mean, that's almost cold. I know. I had to go inside and put on a sweatshirt and flannel pants. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah, it's cooled off here. Not that much. So that's cool. And you're still in Kentucky? I am. Are you going to be there a little while longer? No, I, I'm heading back to South Carolina tomorrow. So short, well, not short, but I've I've really enjoyed my vacation. Um, I've just got to get back for a few more days. And then this weekend, uh, I have plans in Lexington, South Carolina to go tubing with some friends. So that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. So let's hope for good weather so we can float down the river. (laughs) And um, then one more week before I got to go back to work. So enjoying the last throes of summer. That's awesome. That's so great. It sounds like you're having a nice summer. Um, And what are your what have your dogs been up to? I mean, do they go with you when you go to Kentucky or do they do you board them? They are with me. They are my traveling and pooches they pretty much sleep the entire time in the car so they're very good travelers and um when they get here to kentucky they get to play with their cousin dogs so (laughs) (laughs) Um, my mom calls them all her grandchildren she says all her grandchildren have (laughs) paws so they all get to play together and everybody gets along which is a bonus (laughs) that's great and do they get to go tubing uh, well, they will be going with me, but they will not be going down the river. <laughs> that is so great that you get to bring them with you. Yeah, it's really great that I have lots of friends that are also dog lovers. So <laughs> it works out. Yeah. And Megan, how are things in Florida? Are you all moved into your new place? I am. And how's that? Do you love it? Love it as a stretch, but it's very nice. <laughs> oh, no. oh, good. How did the move go? hot but it went really quick so that's good 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 and um you started training today yeah so i'm technically back at work katie already oh sorry (laughs) (laughs) summer's over for megan yes i am back on the responsible wagon and um we did training this morning and there was no air conditioning so i i take it it didn't cool off down there (laughs) No, we we haven't hit the cool spell yet, unfortunately. Oh. oh, that's tough. That sucks. It's okay. As long as it's cool by October, I'll be okay. That's I don't want another cool. year of 90 in October. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, um, glad I'm not you right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, things are good. Things are good here. As I said, it's it's cooled off. The kids are home, which is so nice. I I really started missing them last week while they were gone, but they're home now. Aww. Yeah, Jeff's still working a lot, but getting to spend time with the kids because I have a light work schedule this week, and the next week they're off to stay with their their grandparents for a week and do summer camp, and then the following week they're gonna go back up to Jeff's brother's house. So we're not gonna have them for another two weeks. So it's kind of rough, but I feel like we got a good. We got a lot of good vacation time in with them, which is nice. But uh, yeah, other than that, I'm good. Um, just running, living, <laughs> you know, getting by, doing, still doing well with the with the pregnancy. Um, no, no complaints. Baby's good. getting big. Actually, I had a prenatal appointment, and um, the doctor said that the baby was measuring like two weeks ahead of what what it should be for his size and uh, yeah. so that's making me nervous because my my two were on the bigger size as far as babies go and mm-hmm. um, I'm a little worried that this one's going to be even bigger um, but <laughs> I haven't been gaining that much weight compared to the first two because I put on like 70 pounds with each of my first kids um, and so far I've only Put on like 20 maybe so I'm feeling good about my weight gain but I don't know where baby's getting all his weight from <laughs> and it's getting me a little nervous because I'm pretty small oh, no. right yeah that yeah. good luck <laughs> yeah yeah um but maybe it's just a growth spurt maybe things will even out still right. got still got a couple months left so we'll see um but then after that it's not my problem anymore <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, oh, for those, gotta get in here. <laughs> yeah, for for any listeners who may have missed that episode, this isn't my baby. This is um, I'm a surrogate mother for an infertile couple. I know a couple people were like, "Congratulations, Sue!" No, it's it's not my baby, um, but thank you. <laughs> but yeah, things are going well, and I'm feeling great. And yeah, just looking forward to keeping up running as long as I can. It's right. getting harder. I'll say that, and I'll get into that uh, when we talk about our running. So, are you girls ready to talk about running? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good, because that's what we're here for. (laughs) (laughs) Megan, it's been pretty hot down there. Have you been able to get any runs in? I did run once on the treadmill, and I had extreme plans to run more, but the exhaustion of moving and packing was my running for the week. Okay. (laughs) How did your treadmill run go? It was actually amazing. So I was really happy with it. I stuck, the treadmills have screens on them, and I stuck like a Chicago view on. Okay. So it's like a camera of a guy running through Chicago, so it's kind of like you're running through Chicago. That is so cool. Yeah, I always think of it like you see the big screens with the bikes when you do spin class, and they show you like going through the mountains and stuff. This was kind of like that but for the downtown and historic like the scenic viewpoints of Chicago that is so cool is it I wonder if the course is similar to like um the Chicago Marathon course I don't know I I think it covers a lot of the same area but it also covers more common running areas I guess okay to like where people who live there run that is really cool I've never seen um I mean, my gym doesn't have those fancy, <laughs> fancy screens, so that's really cool. And so the run went well. Yeah, it was awesome. I it was 
two miles was on the schedule, and that's what I did. And I felt like I could have done more. Well, that's good. And so um, did you end up doing that as a morning run, or did you get it in later in the day? Because you talked about how you were going to try to do morning runs. It was like 9.30 at night. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you got it done, so that's yes. good. Yeah. I am just like, okay, so my good runs seem to be later. Um, that won't always work, but it might occasionally work. My school starts at 7.30, so I'd like to be there at 6.30. Mm-hmm. So that means I would have to be back from my run by like 5.45 to be able to shower. So that means you'd have to be up and ready to go around 5 or something. Yes. Wow. Which is, it's not going to happen, realistically. Way early. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I don't blame you. I do my runs at like 8 o'clock in the mornings. I have the flexibility to do that. If I was in your position, I don't know that I would be a morning runner. (laughs) Yeah. So, all right. Well, good luck with that. Yep. (laughs) We'll be back to night runs. Okay. And so what's your plan for um, this week? I had set my training plan and then I adjusted it realized I had set it above my level currently. Okay. And it was calling for more miles than I could feasibly do. Mm-hmm. And so I'm running three days a week and I have 11 miles set for this week, which I feel more comfortable with for now. And then I can always add another running day in if I feel good. And so what is your current long run going to be? Four miles. Four miles. So that's like more manageable than starting out with eight. Yes. Yeah. And three runs probably a little easier than four. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's good. So you feeling good going into next week of half marathon training? Yes, I am. Good. All right. Well, um, I would love to get to Katie because I know, Katie, you had a race this week. Um, but before that, did you get any runs in? I did. I I actually got three runs in um, this past week, including the race. So I got two in prior to Saturday. One of them, for whatever reason, didn't sync to my daily mile, but the other one did. The first one I did was about two and a half miles. Um, It felt like a pretty good run. Uh, Temperature was comfortable. Breathing felt good. So um, I I was feeling really good for my other run of the week and had set off. And I thought, okay, this one I'll probably do about three miles. I made it a mile before I ran into one of my friends from high school um, (laughs) who was driving down the road. And, of course, he pulls up beside me going slow. And I'm kind of like, who is this weird car? But then I realized who it was. Hadn't seen him in a couple of years. So then I kind of, you know, ran off the road. And we stood there and talked for a little while. And um, then my dad starts calling me because it was getting dark. And he's like, where are you? are you? Uh, Do I need to come find you? I'm like, dad, I'm fine. I'll be right back home. And then ended up hopping in the car and um, having John take me home. So (laughs) that one didn't work out exactly as planned, but I still at least got a mile in on the second run and uh, got to catch up with an old friend, which is always nice as well. So those were my two midweek runs before the race on Saturday. And how has your breathing been? It's actually been decent. I don't want to say it's it's felt a whole lot better because honestly, I haven't noticed 
that big of a difference as far as the ease of breathing. Mm -hmm. But I will say that I haven't had any more episodes to where it feels like I can't catch my breath. Um, So I don't know. I guess it's hard to explain. I guess once she was like, here, this is the inhaler and take it before you exercise and it'll make your breathing a lot easier. I was expecting it to be a lot easier. (laughs) Exactly. A very noticeable difference, you know, and it hasn't been like that. But at least it has prevented any other kind of, um, you know, scary moments where it felt like my my tongue was swelling and my throat was closing. That That's not a whole lot of fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that would scare me off of running, honestly, yeah. if that kept happening to me. So that's good that that's not, that's not continuing for you. So awesome. So right. uh, tell us about this race. It, it was in Kentucky, I assume. It was actually in West Virginia. Oh. It was just across the river um, where my parents are in Kentucky. It's just about 15, 20 minutes away from West Virginia. So we went across the river, and it was in Huntington, downtown Huntington. And it was for the hot dog festival, the Bun Run 5K. (laughs) I saw that. I was like, run your buns off. (laughs) I like that. That was good. That was good. But they had everything set up for, like, eating competitions, and then they have... Um, wiener dog races where people dress them up in costumes and oh, race cute. them around and <laughs> you know your very kind of typical small town festival. That sounds way more fun than our strawberry festival. I mean, we don't oh. even do anything with the straw. We just have like have, they have strawberry shortcake and whatnot and cheesecake, but other than that, there's no interaction with strawberries. <laughs> I guess it's kind of hard to dress a dog up like a strawberry, though. That would be interesting. <laughs> yeah. But uh, got there got there early, which was good because that's not always easy for me. <laughs> and um, got registered and uh, picked up the bib, got ready. And it was a smaller race. There was only about 200 and, oh gosh, I looked up the results the other day. I want to say maybe 283 or something like that. Um, not quite 300 people, but close to 300 people. Wow. So one of the smaller 5Ks that I've done. And uh, it was overcast that morning and cooler. Like I said, it was probably upper 50s, maybe low to mid 60s, nice. even when the race finished. Yeah, so it was great running weather. And everything went really smoothly. I did have to stop and walk once because of the hills. You know, you hear me talk about the hills all the time when I come home. Well, it's the same just across the river in West Virginia. So there was one point where you had to run up the hill and then you got to go back down toward the finish line. There was maybe a tenth of a mile left at that point when you got to the top of the big hill. So I had to stop and walk right there. But other than that, my breathing was good. My first mile was the fastest. And I think that's because here I've been doing a lot of shorter runs, just focusing on improving my pace. And um, my other two slowed down considerably, especially the last one where I stopped to walk up the hill. But I finished in just over 36 minutes. So I felt pretty good about that. My average pace was like 11 and change. I'm trying to find it on my daily mile. Uh, But overall effort felt really good. Of course, this is one of the longer runs I've done in a while. Uh, 11.57 is what my average pace was. Do do you remember your your time for your first mile, that first split? Oh, I think it was like... 1120 something it's I've been doing all the stuff through Nike plus so that unfortunately doesn't sync up with 
when it gives you the splits. Sure. But I'll look at them after the race. And I, and I want to say it was like really close to a, running an 11-minute mile. Um, and then my next ones were about 12 and 12.30 when I had to stop and walk. So yeah. not exactly as fast as I would have liked to have gone overall and finished the race in. I was shooting for around 35 minutes. Yeah. Uh, but seeing as how that was one of the longer runs I'd done in a while, I was I was pretty happy with it. I bet if it was a flat course, you would have been a lot closer to that time, though. You know, Thank you, Sue. I'll go with no, that. <laughs> no, it sounds like with the hills. Um, right. Yeah, I've been lucky in that all the, all the 5Ks I've done lately have been pretty flat, and that's something I've been checking. That's something I look for now when I'm looking at 5K races, because if it's really mm-hmm. hilly, I'm like, why bother? I'm not going right. to PR that. <laughs> Exactly. I know the feeling. Um, but that that sounds like a nice race. And how did you feel after? I felt really good. Um, actually, the, the little area that you started and finished the race in is a really uh, new area of downtown where they've kind of revitalized a lot of the old buildings and built a lot of like shops with the apartments and lofts on top. Um, it's called Pullman Square. So there's uh, a Starbucks right there. And as soon as I crossed the finish line, I had my phone on me so I could use my little app, you know, to get my car. And I just like kept running right to Starbucks and went in and got it straight. Run right through the finish line of Starbucks. <laughs> I totally did. The lady was like, How was your race? I was like, Oh, it's great. Thanks. <laughs> nice. Uh, so so it went really well and I and like I said I felt good afterwards um my mom came with me she she actually drove so I was just standing there drinking my Starbucks catching my breath afterwards and I think that the the weather helped a lot as far as comfort level of breathing went mm-hmm. um nothing felt too hard and of course I I remembered to use my inhaler before the race this time which was good mm-hmm. and so overall really happy with the way it went and I got my race for July in so okay well that sounds that sounds really great and what do you have planned for um this week this week i would like to do three runs uh and i want to try to do two of at least three miles my next race i don't have the the page pulled up right now but i think i have them scheduled for august there's maybe one or two in august Mm -hmm. um so i'm looking forward to those and like i said now that I've been doing the one and two mile races for a couple, or not races, but runs yep. throughout the week for a couple of weeks now, I want to start to stretch them out a little longer and, uh, you know, work my way up to a long run on Saturdays again. So three runs this week, two of at least three miles. So that's that's what I'm shooting for. That sounds like a good plan. Yeah, that's, that. like I said before, that's pretty much the way that I started this training schedule really just started out with one and two mile runs and then gradually increasing them mm-hmm. yep um so this past week um well after we recorded sunday night i woke up monday morning and had some pain in my groin like i maybe had another small strain or something oh no so i took three days off because i had that feeling at the start of the summer, it wasn't when we were recording, so I didn't really talk about it, but um, I took a few days off. This, the second that I felt it, I'm like, all right, I'm not running on it because I learned my lesson <laughs> from last time. Um, and the first time that happened this summer, it went, it was fine after three days. So I'm like, all right, I'll take a few days off and then see how I feel on Thursday. Um, so I did that on Thursday. I went out and um, like I said, I've been trying to focus on 
long runs now because I've noticed that my my shorter distance races my times improve if I have those regular long runs so um so on Thursday I went out and I did seven miles and fortunately no pain which is good no groin pain um I did have some more of that cramping that I mentioned before that comes with the pregnancy the round ligament pain um and I had that through pretty much the first mile and then again at the third mile because I think during my second mile I stopped for my Gatorade and once I got going again then my cramp came back so um, I struggled through the third mile and then the last four went really great you know nice and easy feeling settled into a nice groove and my pace was actually a full mile per minute faster than my last seven mile long run which was nice wow um, that's awesome still slow it was like 1242 average or something like that but my my last one was like 1340 or something mm-hmm. um so that was nice and then i took friday and saturday off um just to be safe you know i, I wasn't quite sure if i might have any uh lingering groin issues so i figured i'd take a couple more days off and then went out for my 5k on sunday and that was the york days 5k in york maine and this wasn't a race that i've done before and i didn't even i never even heard of york days before but um i saw the race online and it said flat fast course and i'm like sounds perfect (laughs) um so i went down there sunday morning and i did my mile warm-up nice and easy and had some more of that um that cramping again um, and my legs were tightening up and so that kind of worried me a little bit I put on I'll talk about it more on my recommends but I put on a maternity support belt after my warm-up to wear during the race I wasn't originally going to wear it because Mm -hmm. I hadn't actually tried it out yet but I figured you know if I was having the cramping I might as well put it on and see if it helped at all Um, so I did that I wore this ridiculous it's it's basically like a brace for your gut to to support (laughs) to support the weight of the baby and to keep it from putting pressure on those um ligaments basically um so I wore that and I felt kind of ridiculous wearing it um and made sure to put a ton of body glide between that and my skin because I didn't know how bad it would chafe me but it fortunately didn't chafe me um the race started out pretty good except that I forgot to start my run meter and I was irritated at that because I would have no idea of my exact time and pacing while I was running so that annoyed me Um, (laughs) but it went pretty well Um, I actually didn't have any more of that um, cramping which was good but um, during the second mile my legs started like tightening up on me and this has actually been happening more and more during my runs where my lower leg is like getting like having like a burning sensation and like feeling like really hard um and i've had that feeling before but it went away before this is like it's starting to become an issue i think so i'm not exactly sure what's going on i thought maybe i was just maybe running my runs too fast too often and so that's why I started doing a lot of really slow easy runs instead um but during a race you gotta run fast (laughs) um so I you know I kind of hung on as long as I could and I ended up making it to about mile two when I started having to take walk breaks and um 
was a little disappointed, but I, I kept going as long as I could and just run walking through the rest of the race. And I ended up finishing in 33 minutes and 21 seconds. Wow, very good. Yeah, well, yeah, it was definitely better than my last 5K where I had 34, 27. Um, So definitely an improvement. But I'm I'm annoyed because I know I could have done better. I know I could have gotten at least in the 32 range had it not been for my legs. Because Mm -hmm. cardio-wise... I felt like I could have pushed more and like I didn't have to stop and walk, but my, like my legs were burning. So that was my limiting factor this time instead of the, the cramping or the breathing. And so it's, it's frustrating when you know that you can do better and yet you don't. (laughs) Um, So I got to figure out what's going on. Maybe I need to decrease the frequency of my runs because the one time that I remember happening before was um, when I first got my first pair of Nike Freeze and I ended up running six days in a row. (laughs) Um, Some of them were like really short runs just to test out my new shoes. But Mm -hmm. I ended up running like six days in a row and my legs were seizing up. And I think that it was the frequency and not having the proper rest and recovery. So I'm going to try and focus on more rest days. Um, or at least taking a rest day more often instead of every three or four runs. I'll take it maybe a rest day every two runs. I don't know if I really want to do that. (laughs) We'll see. I ran today and I didn't have, um, I didn't have any tightness, any cramping in my legs at all because I took it really, really easy. I did like 15 minute miles, (laughs) but running the whole time. Um, so I don't know. I don't know, maybe it's a supplement issue. Maybe I need um, some magnesium or potassium or something like that. I need to check my prenatal vitamins and see how much of each thing is in there. But um, but yeah, something I got to look into because I can't, I can't keep running hard if this is going to happen every time. Like I'll have to just cut out the races and just stick to easy running and I don't want to do that. So, um, so yeah, that's something I need to figure out. This week, like I said, I did an easy run today, just two miles. Tomorrow, I'm going out for five miles easy. Um, Thursday, there's another 5K race that I probably won't do. I was thinking about it, but um, but I don't know if I'm going to do it. So if not, I'll just substitute a three or four mile run instead. Um, Friday, I have another uh, an easy two miles. And then Saturday is um, my long run, which I'm going to go for eight. And I'm just kind of taking it day by day and seeing when I need to rest and when I, you know, don't. Because I don't need to get 22 miles in this week. It's just, it's arbitrary to me at this point whether I get to a certain number or not. So Mm -hmm. um, I'm just going to try and listen to my body. And yeah, hopefully this um, leg thing doesn't turn out to be an issue, but it's frustrating. I, I, I solve one problem with the maternity belt and then another one comes up. So it's <laughs> right. like, what the heck? So that's that's my week. Uh, very happy that I did better this race than the last one. I'll say that. I wasn't disappointed with this. I, I knew I could have done better, but definitely happy that I didn't do worse, <laughs> which is good. Sue, I just have to say, you amaze me because I don't think I could run without a plan. Well, we kind of proved I couldn't run without a plan, <laughs> but so it amazes me that you don't have like a set plan and you just go out there and run and are like, yeah, 
I can do it, and then I can adjust and everything. If it was me, it wouldn't happen. Well, I actually do have a plan. I mean, it's a self-designed plan <laughs> um, because I like that's like part of the fun fun part of running to me is like figuring out like all right what do I need to do to get better and what do I need to do each day to get towards that you know so I I do plan things out ahead of time Um, but I can't plan out like you know I'm not training a 12-week plan for a race or anything it's kind of like I will just work it out a few weeks at a time but yeah I thank you (laughs) yeah all right, so we might as well move on to the weekly topic before um, Skype decides to shut us down again. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we are talking about something Katie's quite familiar with, exercise-induced yes. asthma. The symptoms of exercise-induced asthma include wheezing, tight chest, cough, shortness of breath, and less commonly, chest pain occurring during or after exercise. Wheezing or tightness in your chest can be serious, so let your physician know about your symptoms. Your physician can help you by getting your health history, doing a breathing test called spirometry, which are really cool by the way, at rest, and doing a follow-up exercise challenge test. If your breathing test shows that you might have asthma, your physician may give you a drug to inhale such as albuterol. If your breathing test numbers improve after inhaling the medicine, then the diagnosis of asthma is more likely. People with exercise-induced asthma are very sensitive to both low temperatures and dry air. Air is usually warmed and humidified by the nose, but during demanding activity, people breathe more through their mouths. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. I didn't think about that. This allows cold, dry air to reach your lower airways in your lungs without passing through your nose, triggering asthma symptoms. Air pollutants, high pollen levels, and viral respiratory infections may also be triggers. Other causes of symptoms with exercise may be that you are out of shape, have poorly controlled nasal allergies, or vocal cord issues. So, basically, your nose is acting like a filter, and if you are exercising hard enough that you're inhaling through your mouth instead of your nose, then it's more likely to cause problems with people who have asthma. Oh, it also helps... I know I've talked before about running in the gym and the cold air bothering me and making it harder to breathe. So I wonder if it's because I was breathing through my mouth instead of my nose and not thinking about it. Yeah, that that could be. I almost always breathe through my mouth when I run. Like I, because I don't I don't know how to breathe through my <laughs> nose when I'm running. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about that one time when I had that attack myself, and that was on a really cold day in February. So, um, but Katie, you've been having the symptoms just the summer, right? It hasn't been cold air. No, it hasn't. And that's, that's why I think when she first did the breathing test on me, you know, of course it was before any kind of exercise or strenuous activity. And she, she flat out said, well, yeah, your airways are already showing that they're, they have a moderate restriction without Mm -hmm. having done anything. So I can only imagine what it's like when you're out there exercising. And I was like, oh, well, at least I'm not crazy. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) No, nobody thinks you're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's just sometimes hard to kind of put the way it feels into words or a description that somebody else can relate to. So so it, it was good to at least have some kind of like verification that, yes, this is happening. So. Yeah, I imagine a lot of people maybe don't even know that they have 
exercise-induced asthma because they might just assume, well, yeah, if you're exercising hard, you're going to have a hard time breathing. Right. So, and that is true a lot of the time, but I mean, if it gets to the point where you're wheezing and, and having chest pain or your throat's closing up, like for you, Katie, mm-hmm. then obviously there's something something more going on there. So how do we treat this exercise-induced asthma? asthma? I can't say that word. <laughs> asthma. <laughs> The first step is to develop a treatment plan with your physician. Exercise-induced asthma associated with more generalized asthma is prevented with controller medications taken regularly or by using medicines before you exercise, like short-acting beta agonists such as albuterol, which is actually what my inhaler is, albuterol. Um, When exercise-induced asthma symptoms occur, they can be treated with short-acting beta agonists. In addition to medications, warm-ups and cool-downs may prevent or lessen exercise-induced asthma symptoms. Interesting. Dr. Andrew Weil? um, Weil? Weil? Do we know? I think it's Weil. Dr. Andrew Weil (laughs) recommends the following warm-up routine. Warm up very slowly to the point where you almost feel the tightness associated with exercise-induced asthma. Then stop and stretch, or if you're exercising vigorously, slow down. By taking this break, you can block the development of asthmatic symptoms. You can then go back to your normal pace. This may take some getting used to, but can sometimes eliminate the need for medication. So that's something you can try if you, like, forget your inhaler. (laughs) Right. Try, like starting with a really slow warm-up and then taking a break and then going back into the routine. Um, Similar to what I do for my um, cramps. Right. Yeah, you kind of warm up into it so you know that you're not going to have to battle it during the race. Right. Other management techniques can be incorporated into the athlete's training program. A high fitness level tends to decrease the need for medication and reduce the the occurrence of attacks. Since exercise-induced Asthma can be triggered by rapid increases in a training program. Slowly progress the duration and intensity during training. The use of slow, deep breathing techniques helps to avoid hyperventilation. Specific measures to take during cold, dry weather include covering the mouth with cold weather masks or scarves. When possible, nasal breathing is also helpful. These techniques filter, warm, and humidify the air. But still, I don't. If you're having problems during the summer, you you obviously don't need to warm or humidify the air. At least not where you right. are. Yeah, trust me. There's plenty of moisture in the air. <laughs> yeah. Some studies have shown that supplementing with omega-3 supplements, such as fish oil, can be beneficial in reducing airway inflammation as well. There also appears to be an association between dietary vitamin C intake and asthma attacks. Vitamin C is the major antioxidant substance present in the lining of the lungs. It may be in this role that vitamin C battles the damaging effects of oxidant contaminants contaminants that can contribute to an asthma attack. Oxidant contaminants (laughs) include environmental pollutants, dirty air, cigarette smoke, and those produced by the body. A diet low in vitamin C is a risk factor for asthma. So I guess there's lots of um, different things you can try, as, mm-hmm. you know, in addition to your medicine, as far as supplements go, omega-3, vitamin C, fish oil. And I oil. take both of those. <laughs> huh? You do? 
I do. Yeah, I've taken both of those for a couple of years. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we can cross those out for you. <laughs> right. Um, so maybe they're preventing any further damage. That's what I'm. I'm gonna tell myself. Maybe. Yeah. That's that's weird though. Well, that's all we know about exercise-induced asthma. If anybody else um, that's listening has had this issue and has figured out ways to to get around it, either with or without medication, definitely let us know because I'm sure any information that's helpful, Katie will appreciate it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm always open to new suggestions and techniques and, you know, have been trying all the things that um, people in my local running group have been recommending. We'll definitely try, you know, doing a different warm-up technique from the reading tonight. So um, it, it feels like it's at least manageable, you know, since I haven't had any of the other severe attacks. Right which is nice, but I would like to not be dependent on any kind of medication. So, Yeah, I can definitely understand that, especially if it looks like it's going to be long-term, you know. Exactly, yeah. But this isn't an issue you've had all along. This is something that's kind of came about recently, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting too. Maybe once summer goes away, it will be better. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask. Do you think it might get better with the less and pollen and everything that comes with cooler temperatures? It very well could. And I think that's one of the reasons that my doctor also suggested that I take kind of the daily, um, the daily like allergy medicine, you know, just like a Claritin or a Zyrtec or something like that to try to rule out anything else that was going on. And, and we can, you know, look over those results when I go back to have my second breathing test and evaluation in another month. So well, I'll be sure to keep you all posted on that. <laughs> Great. Um, well, I look forward to hearing how that goes. Um, so that is exercise induced. Indu I got to stop trying to say that. <laughs> um, that's our weekly topic for tonight. Um, as always, links to the resources and studies referenced in this show will be listed in our show notes. And, uh, oh, yeah, consult your doctor for diagnosis and treatment because we do not know what we're doing. <laughs> We're just reporting what we've read. All right, girls, are you ready for Run a Girl Recommends? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So, Katie, what is your recommend this week? My recommend this week is just a little bit different from my typical recommend. It's not one product or one thing that we can provide a link to. It's really just kind of a, a tip that I've picked up along the way, and it's packing a race bag. Um, I, I think I've heard both of you girls talk about this before as well. But anything that you need or you know you're going to use on race morning, maybe some extra hair ties, safety pins, extra socks, goose, whatever kind of energy gels you take, put them all in one place. And I use one of the like little drawstring backpacks that I got at one of the races I've done. Um, but it's all there together. It's all in one place so that I know even if I have forgotten something the night before, like extra safety pins, you can never have too many safety pins, no. especially when it comes to <laughs> racing. I know I have extra ones in my bag. So all I have to do on race morning, once I get dressed and put on my shoes, is grab that race bag. And I know I have all of my racing related needs in that. And of course, you know, the more that you run, 
the more you're going to familiarize yourself with what you need, what you're actually going to use. You don't want to overpack that kind of thing. But maybe somebody who's just getting into running or or new to races, you know, this is a good way to start out. Make sure you have all your stuff in one easy to go and grab location so that it's less stress on you on race morning and more time for you to get to the race and enjoy it. That's a great tip. Thanks. Since the Divas Half, I've been doing this more regularly. I use the the pink drawstring bag that they gave us at the Divas race for my, as right. my race bag, um, and and I you know pack all of that same stuff that you put down, um, hair ties, safety pins. Now I throw in my maternity belt and right. um, both of my running belts in case I decide to use one of them. My armband in case I want to use that instead because I may decide like the night before exactly what I'm going to wear and how I'm going to wear it, and then the next day like something happens that makes me think, oh wait. Maybe I want to bring an energy gel. How am I going to carry that? You know, so I, I like to just have every possible thing I might need <laughs> in the mm-hmm. bag. And then, you know, come race time, I can pick and choose what I need, actually do need. But I love that packing a race bag. It's very helpful. And as I mentioned already, my recommend this week is the Gabriella Maternity Support Belt. And I got the medium support. And this obviously is for pregnant women runners. Obviously, there's no pregnant male runners. But um, (laughs) pregnant runners, if you, like me, have been experiencing this um, round ligament pain and have had difficulty continuing with your runs because of it, uh, definitely check out a support belt. These are designed specifically for pregnant women. They seem to be very strong, sturdy, but kind of hold everything in place nice and tightly. There's a um, kind of like a pocket on the back of it where you can put like an ice pack or a heating pad. And it's it's meant for exercise, but also like can be worn throughout the day just for support in general. If you have, if you've been suffering from back pain because of the, the pregnancy weight, and I know there are a couple listeners who are uh, that are that are also pregnant and are about the same <laughs> same spot in their pregnancy where I am. So I have a, I have a hunch that somebody out there can benefit from this. Um, but mine is the Gabriella Elastic Maternity Support Belt, and um, as I said, it helped me during my race. I didn't have any of that ligament pain that I had been having. So um, maybe it, maybe it was due to the warm up. Maybe it was placebo, but. I'm going to continue to wear it because I feel like it's been helpful. I wore it this morning too and I didn't have any pain today either, so that's good. So definitely, if you're struggling with this issue, check out the Gabriella Maternity Support Belt. Megan, what is your recommend this week? My recommend is kind of a fun one. I'm a big fan of surprises, and so this whole new trend with signing up for a box you get every month, or oh. a bag you get every month and you don't really know what's in it is what inspired this. And mine is ipsy.com, I-P-S-Y, and it's for makeup. So it's like a, a mystery grab bag? Kind of. You sign up with a, um, like you fill out this whole survey about you and your preferences and everything beforehand and then they tailor it based on your preferences and I like it because it's there's other beauty products too and I'm not a big makeup person so I get to try new things a little bit at a time without having to go out and spend full price on it 
because they're samples and you pay $10 a month and get five items. Well, that's a pretty good deal when you break it down. Yeah. Yeah. And so they're like sample size, like trial size. Yeah. And some of them are full size or close to, I know I got a, this month I got like a lip color that's pretty close to full size. Oh, wow. I'm like, I have no interest in at all in the makeup aspect or the the beauty stuff really because I don't I don't care I just wash with soap <laughs> um <laughs> but I would really like I like the idea of it like um the grab bag thing with the samples like if they they did this with like energy gels and like they have a, do they they have one runnerbox.com and it's delivered every other month why didn't you tell us about that <laughs> <laughs> because I didn't use it I didn't remember I haven't used it oh um, but that's cool. That sounds really cool. I'm going to have to look that up. But I, I love the idea of this. Yes. Very neat. And so um, so you said you got a lip color? Yes. And they have like different colors and they'll tailor the colors to what would match you. Oh, nice. Very cool. Ipsy.com. I like that. Yes. All right. Up next, we have Runner Girl of the Week. <laughs> Our runner girl this week is Amanda B. She did a 4.42 mile run in an hour. And she says, this is the farthest I've ever run and I am super excited about that. I've been really tired lately and I think I have a bit of a bug so the run was a bit of a struggle. I took several walk slash stretch breaks and went the extra 0.42 miles to offset the walking. Overall, I am content with this run. I was really kind of inspired by it because I've been sometimes when you have a struggling run you just want to be done with it Mm -hmm. but she went through and went a point extra almost half a mile to make up for the fact that it was a harder run and she walked I was like hey maybe I should try that next time and maybe it'll end up working out I completely agree with that strategy and um one of the reasons why is sometimes I know especially when I first started going out for longer distances um like she said this is her longest run so far um i know one of the things that um i found was even if i was struggling like halfway through i would sometimes get a second wind a second burst of energy um so if you feel like you could maybe you're having trouble with it but you try to hang on a little longer sometimes you will get that second wind and be surprised like how much more you can do so that is really that's a really great run so good job amanda all right up next we have our weekly scavenger hunt well before we get into our current list i want to say we got a lot of great pictures this past week lots of cool stuff for something orange and a couple people found goats like katie i I was really surprised your goat was really cute (laughs) with his little collar yeah and then heather actually i think she went out on like a 10 mile long run because she said the nearest goat was five miles from her house oh gosh so i was like wow i can't believe you're gonna run 10 miles just so you can get a picture of goats dedication right there she is an overachiever um but yeah lots of great photos so um come follow us on twitter because we've been like retweeting everything on twitter we're also posting them 
um, on the website at runnergirlspodcast.com slash scavenger dash hunt. Um, so you can see them all there. We got a couple photo galleries up from each scavenger hunt so far. And uh, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I got I got four this week. I couldn't find a goat, <laughs> but oh. I got everything else on the list. <laughs> well, this week's scavenger hunt list. Um, Megan, do you want to read it? Yes. Our scavenger hunt list this week is a black cat, a weather vane, a hammock, a fire hydrant, and Queen Anne's lace, which is a flower. What does that look like? It's the like very round white flower. Um, it's really made up of all the little tiny flowers in a oh. circular pattern. Yeah, you know what? I think I know what you're talking about, and I think there's some on my street. <laughs> oh, good, good, good. I was gonna say they're really widespread. They're yeah. they're pretty much found everywhere. So I thought that would Are be they... easy for most people. Yeah, they look kind of like baby's breath. Yeah, very similar. Uh huh. Okay. I like that there's another flower in there because I like the flower pictures from last week. Some people found um, some uh, orange colored lilies as there's something orange, which was I nice. I saw that picture. Those were so pretty. Yeah. I, I saw some on my street too, but I didn't end up adding them for my something orange because I posted a road work sign instead. <laughs> I thought the picture came out cooler, but um, but yeah. So uh, one more time, a black cat, a weather vane, a hammock a fire hydrant, and Queen Anne's Lace. And just a reminder, you can email your photos to be shared on the blog. You can email those to runagirlspodcast at gmail.com. You can share them on our Facebook wall, facebook.com slash runagirlspodcast, or you can post to Instagram or our new Twitter account at runagirlshow. And you can use hashtag runagirlsphoto or um, another hashtag I've been using is Runner Girls Scavenger Hunt. So either one or both, whatever. And we'll just collect all the scavenger hunt photos and we'll share those on an album on our website. So this has been a lot of fun for me. I like it because it's a nice distraction while running and gives me another motivation to get out there each time. Get out there and look for a weather vane. <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about all these this week, except for the fire hydrant. That one might be a little hard for me. Really? Yeah, there's not a whole lot of those around. That's <laughs> me, weird. anyway. Yeah. I was thinking about them, like, there's got to be like 10 on my street. Nice. Um, it just hmm. seems like they're everywhere. Um, that's weird. What do you guys do when you have fires? <laughs> Pray. No, I'm just kidding. Um, there's a lot of water in the the neighborhoods around, so lots of times the trucks will just come in and like oh, siphon right. the water out of the ponds and lakes and stuff. Right, because you guys, all of those communities have those ponds with the fountains. Right. It's so fancy. Oh, that's so. Oh yes, mosquito like... breeding ground, fancy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's our scavenger hunt for this week. Up next, we have feedback. So our first little bit of feedback comes from Sarah, who posted on our Facebook wall at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast. She writes, hey, girls, I fell off the wagon a while back, mostly, I think, because I stopped listening to your podcast, but I am back on the horse trying to catch up on your recordings and gasp training for my first half. I need to get my daily mile updated with all of my runs. 
I wish it connected to Runkeeper. I also started my own blog about the training and balancing a life of raising special needs kids. Um, and her the link to her blog is www.mommyinpieces.blogspot.com. So, and the link I'm sure we can put up on the website if you want to check out her blog as well. But Sarah, we're glad to have you back. Good luck for training the first half for your first half marathon and um, excited to kind of read along with your blog and see how it goes. So keep us updated. Yeah. And by the way, thanks for blaming us for you're not running. <laughs> right. Yeah. I like that too. I was trying to keep the glass half full, but that's right. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, Sabrina also posted on our Facebook wall this week. She says, yay, you totally made my day. Thanks for naming me runner girl of the week. I'm loving the scavenger hunt and didn't hear this week's list till the end of my run. I was thinking about that. I'm like, maybe we should put the list at the beginning of the show. So if people are running while they're listening, then they know what to look for while they're listening. But, um, oh, we'll, we'll think about doing that next time. I didn't hear this week's list till the end of my run, but two or three more runs this week, so I will be on the hunt. I think this week I will be out of luck for a goat, but I have no (laughs) doubt I can at least get one of the items on the list. On another note, I love the points you brought up in this week's podcast. I am almost exclusively a morning run person, just because once the end of the day is here, I want to do nothing or things come up. When I do complete runs at night or so early that it's still dark out, my husband insists I wear what he calls a glow strap. He's a former Marine, so he has plenty, so he has plenty, but in case you don't know, they are basically a reflective belt. He also insists that I wear it diagonally across my chest so it's more easily seen. Just thought I'd share another tip for running in the dark. Have a great week, ladies. So I haven't heard of this um, glow strap or reflective belt. I imagine you could just use like um, a running belt that has like reflective stitching or something. I think you could do that. Um, What it makes me think of is like what the crossing guards would wear in the city. You know what I mean? Like the belts that they would put on. Yeah. yeah. That's what it It makes me think of of the way she's describing it. My fifth graders who are uh, safety patrols. When I was, when I worked with fifth grade, they have bright orange or like neon green. They have to wear across their chest and around their waist because they help the younger kids cross the street. And so it's, that's what I always think of. That's what it sounds like to me too, Megan. Yeah. Wow. I could not imagine wearing that. All I'm, what I'm picturing is um, the, the road workers, the orange vest that they wear. Do you get that Uh (laughs) where you live? Um, Yeah. I don't know if I would wear anything like that, (laughs) but it is good to be seen. I guess if you have to run in the dark, wear as much as you can, that's going to make you visible. So um, good for Sabrina's husband to force her to wear that. (laughs) (laughs) And Leonie tweeted to us at Runner Girl Show on Twitter. Did you see that Mo Farah challenged Usain Bolt to a race? You guys have turned me into a running nerd. <laughs> did you girls see that today? Or- I did. No. It was like a race of any distance, right? Wasn't he going to let Usain Bolt pick? Yeah, I think he said, um, I think he mentioned the 600 meter or the 800 meter. And, mm-hmm. you know, Usain Bolt could pick which one he wanted to do. If he If he decides to do it. I think he'd probably go for the 600 meter since he's a shorter distance guy. He's a sprinter. Right. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that on Reddit and I was so excited. I'm like, I really hope they do that because I would love to see them race each other. 
my two favorite runners right now, <laughs> you know, um, and to see like, all right, can the distance runner do the shorter distance as well as the sprinter does it, even though it's a longer distance for him. It's an interesting matchup, so I love that, and I love that she said that we turned her into a running nerd because I totally I feel like a running nerd too. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the club, Liani. <laughs> yes, you're one of us now. Mm-hmm. All right, well that's it for tonight's show, uh, and I found a quote that I felt was pretty relevant this week: "The race always hurts. Expect it to hurt." You don't train so that it doesn't hurt. You train so you can tolerate it. And um, yeah, I feel like this is true. The race is always hard for me um, Mm -hmm. and it always hurts. And the training isn't supposed to make it easy. It's just supposed to make you stronger. And that's that's a hard thing to get used to, I think, because I don't like the hard runs (laughs) as much as the easy (laughs) runs. Um, But I, I like knowing that I'm getting faster. And so I push myself. So I really like that quote. And that is by Mark Rowland, who was running coach to 2010 U.S. 5K champ Lauren Fleshman. Nice choice, Sue. Thank you. Yeah. So that is it for episode four of season three. Be sure to join us next week when we will be talking about running during pregnancy with Dr. Jason Karp. If you have any comments, you can email us at runnergirlspodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at facebook.com slash runnergirlspodcast or tweet to us at runnergirlsshow on Twitter. All episodes will be available on runnergirlspodcast.com and on iTunes. Thanks for listening. Now go outside and run.